the Sober Experiment podcast by Be Sober. I'm Alex, one half of Be Sober. And I'm Lisa, the other half. If you're new to our podcast, Lisa and I have been best friends since high school. And after many years of getting drunk together pretty much every weekend, we've decided to experiment with being sober together. We really haven't got time to tell you all about that now, but if you go right back to the beginning of our podcast series, you'll find out all about it there. This season, we're super excited to be working with Wise Bartender and can't wait to sample and, of course, tell you about their 450 plus alcohol-free drinks. So whether you're after some alcohol-free beers, ciders, wines, cocktails or spirits, then check them out. We absolutely love that they're a growing family business. They've got a fantastic ethos around making sure quality alcohol-free drinks are accessible for absolutely everyone. As well as having alcohol-free equivalents, they also have an amazing range of kombuchas and sodas, along with a number of curated packs. Shop the range at wisebartender.co.uk and get 5% off with our code BESOBER5. Hello, Lisa. Hi, Alex. So this is our final episode of the season. Oh my gosh, the last one. Yeah. The last one now until April. So you get a full month without listening to us. Yeah. Oh April. my gosh. I'd, I'd be so glad of a break from my voice. I thought you were going to say from my voice. <laughs> no. no, I can't listen back because I, because I don't like my voice. <laughs> Got a beautiful voice. Be kind to yourself. That's what you'd say to me. That is very true. I would indeed. So, how have you found this season and all the guests? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that then. Um, right. I've really enjoyed it. Actually, I um, I loved Liam's podcast because oh, I thought he had a lovely voice. voice. <laughs> <laughs> he had such a lovely voice. It was really interesting to speak to him. Um, and especially because he's a politician as well, it's like an unusual type of guest to have on a politician, especially because I don't, I'm not normally allowed to talk about politics. Well, I wasn't even then, but we didn't talk about politics, we talked about his dad, didn't we? To be fair, I think we only made one political comment when he said it was hard in the House of Commons because they kept changing the rules. Yeah, and then I said it's the same in the world. <laughs> yeah. But I think, yeah, that that was interesting. Loved Claire Pooley because I just love her. And as soon as she was talking, I know why I loved her book so much because I just massively, I'm so not even like her, right? So I don't know why I relate so much to her. But I do. She's gentle, Claire. She's gentle and she's humble. Like she's not letting anything go to her head. She's just, she's just normal. She's just so lovely, but everything she says, particularly around her drinking, I just relate to every, which is why I loved the book so much. And I loved that we spoke about the obstacle course. And I hope that loads of people have gone and read that because it just helped me so much. We've had, um, had like a real mix of guests on, haven't we? We've had one of our ambassadors, Phil, on. We've had one of our members, Alistair, on. Those two were both really good on, right? Yeah, definitely. Loved them. And the twins. Oh my gosh, I loved the twins. Justin and Caitlin, they were brilliant, weren't they? They were fantastic. Like a breath of fresh air, them two. They actually really were so, so lovely. And it was so interesting to have somebody on that was like, it wasn't quite 100 days sober, which was really lovely. Oh, I just gone past it. Oh, 
I can't remember now. But they said they had to stay sober till at least the release of their episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. So they should still be now, hopefully. But it was really interesting to kind of go back to the beginning and to see all that fresh and lovely, clear-eyed, excitable soberness. I it really was. enjoyed that. And then we had Ellie from Kalenya on, who wasn't sober but was a mindful drinker. That was a first for us. Wanted to have somebody who was a mindful drinker because we're very firmly in yeah. the sober camp. So that was a bit brave of us. That <laughs> it was. Um, I love this. It was very brave of us. Alex didn't know that she wasn't sober <laughs> at the time. So, but um, but that's yeah. that. No, it was really yeah. lovely and really interesting. And I think it's dead important. Um to kind of cover that aspect of it. But again, another one with a lovely voice. <laughs> oh yeah, we talked about that, didn't we? And then we had Justin. Um, his was the his wife was the horse doctor. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. How was this all happening? I nearly spilled my coffee then. I got so excited. He was what? brilliant. He was so lovely and really mesmerising as well. You know, when we were speaking to him, he just... Another interesting voice. <laughs> yeah, another interesting... We've had some lovely... We've given you some lovely voices this season, <laughs> right, if then, anything. And last but not least is today's guest. Today, I am so excited. I do not know what to expect. Um, but, you know, from just Kim's Instagram, she just seems like an absolutely wonderful, another breath, breath, another breath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm really excited. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to read Kim's bio. So I'm really sorry if it sounds like I'm reading, but I am. Yes. But, yeah. but it's the only way to get it. Oh, you go into Kim's bio. Did we just did we mention Sarah Drage as well in that? Oh year? my gosh, no. No, we need to give Sarah a mention because that was one of our favourites of the season. It was. I absolutely what I love. The sound was a little bit rubbish on Sarah's, unfortunately. The storm during the yeah. But um, but honestly, what a lovely, lovely woman doing incredible, amazing things and something that I said on it, but we both related so much to, didn't we? I would have us once you like with the young mum stuff, because you could really relate to that. And yeah. the, the dad who passed you to alcohol. And yeah, we've had a, a pretty amazing season, I think. Yeah, it's been really good. Yeah, anyway, let's continue that amazing season. As you, back, back to Kim, go. I've got, I've got a bio to fuck up here. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't mind. <laughs> so, in 2013, Kim's 15-year-old started having seizures. Like most teenagers, he enjoyed going to parties and socialising. A significant aspect of these parties was the consumption of alcohol. And Kim's son was unable to drink due to his seizures. As a mum, it was instinctive to make him happy by assuring him that alcohol wasn't necessary for him to enjoy himself. And it immediately dawned on her how hypocritical she was being as she found herself frequently drinking wine. I love this story already. Um, and the self-awareness. Anyway, to prove a point to her son, she stopped drinking for three months. The time went by quicker than she anticipated and she decided to remain sober for another three months. Following six months of sobriety, she then found herself happier than she'd ever been in a while. What started as an example for her son became something she decided to commit to for her son and for herself. So now, 
in 2022, she's very proud to announce that she's been sober for eight years. Sobriety has changed her outlook on life for the better and has improved both her physical and mental well-being. So here she is, Kim Bellas. AKA Sober is the new cool on Instagram. Sorry, I had to add that bit. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Hello, Kim. Oh, oh, I love this. Hello, oh, Kim. I feel like Instagram's just come to life. Oh my God, how are you, girls? <laughs> oh, we're really good. You know what? You are the final episode of our season, and we've been so excited to hear from you and to speak to you and listen to your your journey. So we're so grateful you've come on. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, we're just going to go straight into it, Kim, because there's so much to okay. tell. So can you tell us a little bit about why you decided to get sober in the first place? Well, so what happened was my, my son, Matthew, started having seizures from one day to the next at 13 years of age. And they figured out, OK, well, he's got epilepsy. He's going to go on medicine. So once we got all that kind of sorted out, life just went shits i hate to say it but that's exactly what happened and how could he not be depressed number one he couldn't ride a bike he was an avid football player into all kinds of sports everything was taken away so after we got the medicine kind of sorted out then uh one day i said okay we've got to get back to life started bringing him back out to meet his friends he called me 20 minutes after he'd get there and i said wait a minute what's going on like the third or fourth time so I went downstairs and talked to him and I said, nobody needs alcohol, Matthew, nobody. You can have fun without it. And as I said it, I had the biggest glass of red wine in my hand. And I thought, oh, my God, you are such a hypocrite. So at that moment, I said, OK, I don't know why. It's just like a truck hit me. And I said, I'm going to stop drinking for three months. So he said, OK. So then three months came and went. And then he said, see now, mom, you could be like everybody else and have fun again. And I, I just don't fit in anywhere. So I thought, wow, OK, I'll do another three months. I was 52 years of age then. And I thought everywhere I went, people were saying, oh, no one's going to know. Come here. Come and have a little drink with us in the corner. You've made, you've made your point. We all get it. Um, and I thought, wow, if they're doing that to me, imagine a 15 year old. Oh. How is he going to how is he going to deal with social stories and places and people? So then one day I was like, OK, so then I heard him going downstairs with his buddies and, you know, boys will be boys. They had their like backpack and beer and stuff in the back. And he said, <laughs> no, you can't you can't do that. My mom quit drinking for me. And when I heard that, I thought, OK. That's it. I just, you know, I just kept going one day at a time. And I kind of realized at that moment how much I had been drinking and how much better my life was without alcohol and how much more productive I was. So, but still it remained this sober thing was just, and it still is, trust me, for a 24 year old, it's going to be nine years. I've never had another drink in January. It still is hard for him. You know, uh, that's the reality. But we started Sober is the New Cool. My sister made the logo for me. And it. it was just kind of like, 
to support him. And, you know, for me, how could he not be depressed, you know, with everything that had happened to him? And I thought mental health and addiction go hand in hand. And I, we did have problems in our family with alcohol. So I wasn't a stranger to the problems of alcohol. And it just blew up into this movement of helping people all over the world. It's incredible, Kim. It's so lovely to kind of see how happy you are. Like you are literally proving that you do not need alcohol to have a good time. And I love that. And I kind of love as well that it started out as a little bit of an accident because yeah. you know when I first stopped drinking I never actually realized how much I was drinking or that it was an issue and I suppose it, is that your name on that bottle as well that you've just yes uh, well I send stickers to everybody so that they can put it on a water bottle oh this so nice on a coffee cup <laughs> I'll send you some I'll send you some so it's a reminder oh, that would be that? amazing but yeah, I suppose what I was saying then is like when I I never realised how much I was drinking until I'd stopped. What Was you quite shocked at what you was doing before? Oh my, yes. Yeah, because, you know, it was kind of like when the, the children were little, it was like, okay, I finished the homework. Okay, ooh, get that glass of wine. Uh, then it was a party. Then it was, well, I'm making dinner. And... If I was going to go on a diet, well, how much wine can I have? Like it was, yeah, <laughs> more than that it, one, I think. <laughs> you know, that was like my number one question. I thought, okay. And then just as time, like if anyone, a lot of people said during these last eight or nine years, oh, you don't have a problem. You were never falling down drunk. This, that. And I said, but I did. But I did. Because I'm so much more now. So, Obviously, alcohol is just not my friend. And that's it. Call me whatever you want. Alcoholic, not. I don't really care. But I'm not having another drink. And I'm not ever going to miss another memory. It's just not going to happen. I love that. I love it. And like I can't, it's that what Lisa said. I don't know if we're articulating it right, but the fact that you, it's an accident. Nine years yeah. sober by accident. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I have to say, like, I've met so many authentic, creative, wonderful people in this sober community. And I think that for me now, the best thing is I communicate so much better than I did before. Yeah. You know, like I just, I guess before it was kind of like liquid courage, you know, when I was upset or I'd say something or something that happened three weeks later, I'd have a, a cocktail too many and I, that's when it would come out and yeah. not good. Not good. Now they can't accuse me of that anymore. <laughs> Did you find it difficult, Kim? <laughs> oh, oh my God. Yes. The first year, I didn't go to many, many different places. And if I did, I was very quick to leave yeah. uh, because restaurants was like one was rose, one was white wine, one was <laughs> martinis. It's just kind of food association with different things, you know? And and so the first year I stayed really, really quiet. And I guess the temptation too of being around others, drinking and feeling like I was, because I did lose some people in my life, let's be yeah. honest, uh, you know, a little, which is unfortunate, but I guess they were never really meant to be in my life after all, right? 
it's so sad, isn't it, to think about that. We talk about that a lot, about how relationships change with friends and family. And, you know, it's sometimes it's what actually stops people from trying sobriety because they're so worried about what people will think around them or will they not be asked to go out anymore. So, like, how did your close friends and family kind of react well, at first it was really, you know, it was easy because since my son was having, he had had, I think, uh, eight or 10 seizures in the first year and they were the big, big seizures, ground mouth seizures. So I think everybody kind of went, wow, this is like, you know, it's, she has enough on her plate. So nobody really um, said too, too much. But as time went on and to this day, I still have people say, okay, you've proved your point. You've, you know, you made your little splash now. Come on back, kind of, you know? And why they want to bring you back when they can see how happy you are. It's why. (laughs) And, you know, the other thing too is, I guess for me now, I would be so afraid. One sip, I'm I'm paranoid. It's like I don't, you, you know, I, I just, love everything so much and all the work we're doing we don't pretend to be a doctor or a psychologist or a coach we kind of set people up with different people from all over the world i met my sweet natty that's from london england aka sober badger i don't know if you know her no i'm gonna check her out you you have you have you have to check her because one point she asked me she said would you do a tattoo with me and i thought I'm kind of more ribbons and bows and I'm 60, right? So it's kind of like me. Anyways, I said, you know what? If that was my son or if that's all she needs to feel like she's worthwhile or loved or worthy, so be it. So off she went in London on WhatsApp and off I was in Montreal, Canada. And we had this tattoo. That I don't know if you could see it. Uh, there we go oh yeah there I can see oh that's amazing so the pink heart is for her and the white heart is for me and she's like the daughter I never had and now I have I've never had daughters I always wanted some and now I have some all over the world so I'm just beyond beyond happy oh that is incredible I love that and have you met in real life no, but I'm going to go to London in the new year. And I have a whole bunch of different women that the sober runner, I have Emma. Oh, yeah. I have all these women that I'm going to, to meet up with once I'm there. And um, like Natty's really become my, my son, Matthew talks to her all the time when she calls. We speak every day on WhatsApp and we just, you know, um, we have a connection. And I think for me, that's my biggest gift is all yeah. these people that inspire me every day to be a better person. We'll get back to our chat shortly, but first let's tell you more about our friends at Wise Bartender. Wise Bartender has the biggest selection of alcohol-free drinks in the entire world. And this week, we got to try Bemuse. So Bemuse is a sparkling, low-alcohol mead. They actually say it's a completely new drinking experience based on Britain's most ancient drink, mead. I never actually heard of mead, um, but it's gluten-free, low-sugar, low-carb. And in truth, I genuinely couldn't really make my mind up but I think maybe that is because it was such a new experience like my mouth wasn't 
used to check like I didn't know what to compare it to so exactly how I felt there's no means for comparison I was bemused (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it but I do think that this isn't going to be triggering for that reason so for people who maybe want something a bit different but they don't want to stick to alcohol free alternatives in the traditional sense this would be a good alternative to try so you can buy these and more at wisebartender.co.uk use code BSOBER5 for a cheeky 5% discount Can I ask you a little bit more about moderation you just touched on it briefly what are your thoughts and feelings about moderation and have you ever tried it before you got sober I did for diets that was about it that was it and I didn't do very well on those diets to be quite honest with you and I guess for a lot of my friends now, seeing what I've done, uh, we'll do sober October, dry January. And I have to say that in the last, I would say just two years, even this past year, people are really much more open to mocktails. They're much more open to, like on Thursday, I'm going to have a Christmas party with a bunch of different women. And most of them said, I said, okay, you know, I'm going to have my pink rosé zero for some. And I'm going to have Perrier and San Pellegrino. Does somebody want a mocktail? White wine, red wine. And most people said, you know, we we're good with, you know, we've been drinking too much, eating too much. And they like this healthy lifestyle, you know? Yeah. You look a picture of health. I mean, people will see a brief video of you on the, on the run up to the podcast, but you do. You look an absolute picture of health. Well, I have to tell you, if you saw a picture of me at 40 and you saw a picture of me now, it's, it's incredible. I mean, my face was puffy. Um, there was no light in my eye. I think that's the thing I see the most on all these with everyone is the smile and, and the light in people's eyes, which I find is like, it's like kind of like, I want some of that. Right? <laughs> like, you know what, Kim? <laughs> One of our members actually put on a picture yesterday in our um, members only group of a before and after picture. And she actually said on it, oh, who turned the light on? It was me. And when she said it, I actually really felt it because you could see it was literally like somebody had turned a light on. And that is just who knew that sobriety could bring all this. And I I love that you're so positive about it and you do look a picture of a health and you do look like literally the light has been switched on and I think the world definitely definitely needs more people like you in it Kim to show that sober and this sounds so corny now but that sober really is the new cool because it actually really really is isn't it and and the other thing too I think for mental health I talk about the two um because I just really feel that we have to talk about it like we're talking about the weather. This stigma has to end. It it has to end. And like this year, quite honestly, we had this company make this ball, this Christmas ball, Sober is the New Cool. And my message is never, ever miss another memory because I think I did miss a few here and there, right? And that's life is too short and too precious. And we really need to, you know, and this stigma. And to this day, I have to say, we give back part of the, the reason why we made the hoodies and the t-shirts was to give back to a mental health uh, 
foundation here in Montreal. And to this day, some people will say to me, oh, the loony bin or this or that. And I say, do you think that's, I give money to a loony bin? And then when I say that, I say, it's so 1940s, the way you're talking. And then they go, oh, yeah, you're right. Like mental health, we all suffer a little bit here and there. So why add fuel to the fire with the alcohol? But listen, if you can do it and you that's your little slice of heaven, go ahead. Ours isn't, you know, and that's our slice of heaven, right? Being sober. Definitely. Can I just take you back to the when you heard, overheard your son saying, no, my mom gave up alcohol for me. Like up until that point, and, and I would like you to do a bit of a contrast. What, how's your parenting changed? What's your relationship with your son like since that point? Oh my God. First of all, we did a lot of therapy. Start with that. And I remember at one point, the, do- the doctor said, okay, you guys have to have a, a heart to heart. You have to say what's in your heart. So he said, Matthew, let's start with you. And you know, at 15 or 14, I don't remember. He he didn't know what to say. So I said, okay, I'll start. And the first thing that came out of my mind was, I said, Matthew, I feel like a failure as a mother. And I failed you because I missed all these signs of him being bullying because he was a football player. He was made like a refrigerator, big and tall and strong. And because he was a boy, I didn't see it. And I do yeah. think, um, and One doctor did say to me at one point during therapy, oh, you're one of those um, um, mothers that goes to work. And I said, what? No, I don't work. I stay home. My kids are home. Their friends are here. Everybody's here. And I guess I missed a lot. And so I really take the time now to go downstairs and talk to him one-on-one as opposed to, you know, like around a dinner table at the end of the day, you kind of like... it works for some people, but my son is a little bit, he's, um, even today, he's, I, I feel I have to be a touch more careful and just talk to him one-on-one. And so he's now trying to help others because there's so many young people right now. This epilepsy has seemed to be everywhere. So he's telling people how he can go out and not have, you know, the, the booze. And yeah, he leaves early. Let's face it. It's, yeah. it's still a bit of a tricky, tricky thing. And 24, you want to be like, sorry to say, but that buzzed out, you know, dancing on the table kind of thing like everybody else. Right. But yeah. he knows now we were, I think, in him and I, we're all or nothing. So I think this is a gift, a silver lining that we, we received, the two of us. What's that drinking culture like then around where you are and uh, for young people as well? Oh, my gosh. I mean, the kids start at 13, 14 years old here. First of all, you're allowed to drink in Canada at the age of 18. But kids, you know, I mean, they go to the park, they they drink and they drink quite heavily. And um, I think now with all this people being open about it, like my older son that's 26, I've had some of his friends, girls come to me and say, thank you for this because we were left out of so many parties because we didn't drink. And they said we were boring. And and I said, wow. Instead of saying, wow, how good are you and how smart are you? They were set aside. So I think it's important that everybody knows that, you know, 
alcohol is just, I mean, if you can do it, that's fine. But I feel that with all the medication also that are being given to children for learning, for ADD, ADHD, where's that when they start drinking beer and, and alcohol with that? That's a disaster. Don't ask yourself why they're so depressed. I mean, and nobody's talking about that. So we're just trying to get our message out as much as we can to as many people. And look, when I started this, everybody said, oh, my God, sober and cool in the same sentence will never work. And I said, OK. And look, my kids don't drink and drive. They take Ubers. They take the train. They take a subway. In our generation, we all drank. Yeah. And drove home with one eye yeah. closed, right? Like keep that line yeah. straight. <laughs> so if that's the way they're doing it, why can't sobriety be part of a, a new culture also, right? I believe it can, Kim. I really, really do believe it can. And when you're talking about drink driving, thinking back, I remember my um, stepdad, We they used to go on pub crawls and then just get in the car to the next pub and then to the next pub. Oh, I love it. And my stepdad actually got pulled over by the police once. We we all laughed about it, you know, but it's not funny. Yeah. But he was driving home and he was quiet. He loved singing. He just sung all the time. Anyway, the police kind of flashed him and he wasn't far from home. So he kind of just like waved them to follow him home because he thought, I might as well take the car home and leave it here on the main road. <laughs> he knew. And I always remember him singing that um, there may be troubles ahead. That's what he was singing to the police officers. <laughs> from you later this season. Be I know, I've done it. I've thrown a few. I've thrown a few songs out this season, but it was just so normalised, wasn't it? But and it shows how things can change, and they definitely, definitely are changing. And it's because of people um, like you, Kim. So, can you tell us a little bit more about your mission in the sober community? Well, so basically, now we're waiting for our approval to become a charity. Because I think there's a lot of young women that would need, or men, we have both, but mostly women, to be honest with you. I think they're just more open. That could use, like we had a young mother that is struggling, that didn't have a lot of food. And, you know, to help women like that, to get the treatment they need, um, to get food delivered. So we posted something on Instagram with where she lived. And sure enough, a bunch of mothers went and brought her some food. So, you know, I just think we just need to be as kind as we can. And the other thing I really hope to achieve is I have a mural because I do this thing called the I am when I meet people. I send them a word in the morning and at night. And I did it with my kids when they were little. Um, one of positive words. So I start with words like funny, um, sporty, you know, words that people can relate to. And then I get into, you know, valuable, priceless, um, uh, wonderful, amazing. You know, like I just have a list and I send them. So the first thing they see in the morning and when they go to bed at night is something positive about themselves. And there's a mural that I had seen years ago, and I'd like to have those put in every hospital where people go when they have depression or addiction and in every language across the world. Like that's really because 
this I am, I had what, when I first started years ago, I had a grade five school teacher. She said, no, no, there's nothing good about me. Nothing. I said, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. So after a few months, she wrote on Instagram, I met Sober's the New Cool. I couldn't say one good thing about myself. Now I can say 50. Wow. And now I start my day with my my children at school with the I am every morning, a word on the blackboard and one at the end of the day before they go home to know that they are worthy, they're important and they're heard. So, you know, fill up with tears that a little bit. I've got like tears and goose pimples after that. I just find that really special. And, and you know what? It, it's and, um, and it's kind of like I just get these like little pangs of, oh, what about this one? What about that one? And then I just get up in the morning and I just get on my phone and I just start texting away. And I don't know if there's like some kind of light that comes, but it's, it sounds weird, but I just get these like little things. And then I, I send a message and it's kind of what they need at that moment. It's just yeah. somehow... So we're just trying to keep doing that. But I am a one woman show. So I just did get a new media girl that's fantastic. She's young like you guys and she does amazing work. And so I'm hoping with the charity also to be able to not miss anybody and let anybody fall between the cracks. You know? Kim, I can't believe that you do that you've done all this so far. No, I know. Like, oh my gosh, it's absolutely incredible. That I am, I love by the way. I've got the um affirmations on my phone, yeah. the I am app, which is um so literally right now. Minds, I am grateful to be alive, breathing, experiencing life as only I can. And it changes throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah, but honestly, I love that. And it's really nice. So throughout the day, like sometimes it'll come up. I am amazing. And I make sure I read it out loud each time. And then I'll like pass it to my daughter and say, what does that say? And she's yeah. like, Lisa. Pardon. Do you have your affirmations on your mirror? Yeah, I do. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to change that. Oh, I've got affirmations everywhere. I'm looking because I've got them on my kitchen wall over there as well. But um, that's because I like doodling. So I doodled affirmations on, on my mirror. But, you know, just like you said, people don't realise that it's okay to say nice things about themselves. Yeah. We have this fear, don't we? You know, like how easy is it for us to go? And especially when you were saying if that was in hospitals or rehab centres and... Things like that. They, yeah, and they're walking in and they literally, all they think is, I am hopeless, I'm rubbish, yeah. I am this, I am that. So to kind of look at a wall like that at first would probably be really scary and they, that, that's not me, that's other people. But how good if at the end they could actually come out and add to it something yeah. that they'd probably be so, it's literally life-changing things like that and it takes practice and it takes people like you to kind of get it out. I love it. I think you're incredible, Kim. I love it. And there's there's one other thing that I, I for a lot of women, for dinner time, because that seems to be a bit of a trigger. Um, on the spice drawer or the spice uh, cupboard, I tell them to put their affirmations in that. So when they open that, you know, instead of saying, oh, I'm missing that bottle of wine, they see all the things they are, you know. So maybe to just kind of cut that trigger because dinner time, well, for me anyways, dinner time, making dinner was one of those times where just kind of went hand in hand. So yeah. that's, you know, just another little thought to help anybody along, you know. 
Oh, it's lovely. All your links and your Instagram and Facebook up on the description as well, because honestly, I think everybody needs a little bit of a dose of Kim in their life, to be honest with you. You know what? I've been I've been watching you girls before for for so long. And every time I would stop on your post because you both infuse this 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 joy and the (sighs) smiles and the light and you know, I have to tell you, I'm just so honored to be part of any of this because I really do believe it's a gift. I, I do. It's not work. It's a passion. It's a gift. It's whatever. And I just will do this till my dying day. I love it. I think um, before we go, Kim, because honestly, I could talk to you about this all day, especially like all the positive stuff and the affirmations. I'm a sucker for it. I love it. But um, what we ask all our guests is uh, the Be Sober motto is be brave, be kind, be sober. And which one of these do you most relate to right now and why? Be kind. Because I really, really think that there's, especially right now at Christmas time, I think there's a lot of people that are alone, a lot of people that um, are sad, um, that they don't feel that they're important. And I think if everybody just reached out to one person every single day, the world would be a much better place. Oh, I couldn't even agree more. You know what? Be kind has been kind of the theme of the last few episodes, actually. Yes, that yeah. Everyone must be really feeling that at the moment. And like you say, it doesn't, it doesn't take a lot, does it? it to no. Be kind. It's one minute. One little minute. And when you think of somebody, just tell them. I saw a post the other day. Tell people you love them, even if it's weird. And just keep saying it. And even if they don't say it back, just keep saying it. And you know what? I thought that's, that's fabulous. I'm going to just keep doing it. And I do it now. Kim, you've just reminded me right of a story. I talk about my mum quite a lot on, um, on this podcast because she, this season, it's just, because your mum's got to come on. You do know that your mum's got to come on. I know she is going to have to because my mum's just over three years sober, which is incredible. She's 16 next year as well. Um, in it, well, this year, because it's coming out in January. So this April should be 60, but, um, she does things like this and she's a lot to do with why I'm so positive about things and do affirmations and all these things but um she once drove and she got a guy cut her up and but he cut her up in the car and then called her a name anyway they ended up going to to the same supermarket and he got out of his car and had a bit of a go at her (laughs) I don't know what she was thinking this day but she just went I love you (laughs) and he went you are and she went I love you I do love you, even though you're angry about me. I just want you to know you were loved and then walked off. And I was like, please tell me you did not do that. And she was like, I did. She went, I just didn't know what else to say. So I said, I love you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. She's learning. It walks off like you crazy, crazy person. But actually, you know, I often do people um, hear that. They don't, do they? No. And I have to say men this summer, I, my husband is uh, friends. They've been friends for 40 years and um, they all see each other in the summertime. They come from all over the, the world. And um, I said to a few of them this summer, you know, my husband really loves you. And every single one of them had their head down. 
they just, and they couldn't. And I said, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. Do you understand how much my husband loves you? And how, because, and, but, and then they said, oh, okay, okay, okay. And I said to my husband, you have to say these things because, you know, we're living in times where things are, are, are difficult right now, health-wise and everything. And we don't want to miss that opportunity to let somebody know how, how grateful we are to have them in our life. Yeah, it's true. It is very true. Oh, Kim, thank you so much for being a guest. What an absolutely lovely, positive season finisher. Thank you, Kim. I love you, girls. And I'd be honoured if you wore my T-shirt. I'll send you it out. And I'll oh, send you I would love that. And I'll send, I'll send you one of these. Even if it doesn't get there in time for Christmas, you'll have it for every other Christmas. Okay. Go on the tree with pride next year. 100%. Kim, I actually collect Christmas baubles, you know, from all <gasps> my holidays. So what, when we put the Christmas tree up, we, go, we have a little game where we get, try and remember where the bauble was from and we relive like the holiday. So I actually love that idea about never missing a memory and having a Christmas bauble. So honestly, that we would absolutely love that. Thank you so much. So just send me your, your sizes and your color preference and I'll send it out today in the post. Oh, that would be amazing. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> That's your act of kindness done for today, Kim. <laughs> you may rest. <laughs> it's your act of kindness to wear it and spread the, the you know, and to make it normal that, you yeah. know, we can be sober or not or whatever works. I mean, this judgment thing has got to go. And, and, you know, if you're happy, you're happy and just make this world a better place. It's not that hard. Oh, thanks, Kim. And we'll speak to you again soon. And we'll see you over on Instagram as well. And we'll definitely send you our um, sizes and things. Yes. I'd love to right do. away. Right away. Oh, thank you, Kim. See you later. Love you, girls. Love Bye. You. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Big thanks to Wise Bartender for sponsoring this episode. If you're experimenting with different alcohol-free drinks and don't want to buy a whole case, Wise Bartender honestly has the largest selection of single bottles ever. So you can have lots of fun trying loads of different drinks or even buy one of their special gift packs. Don't forget to use your 5% discount code BSOBER5 at wisebartender.co.uk. And if you want to find out more about the work we do or you want to join our amazing community here at Be Sober, you can find out more on our website www.besoberofficial.com. Until next time, be brave, be kind, and be sober. <laughs> <laughs>